0: Hey, everybody. Over 50 starting over. I'm Barry Evans.
1: And I'm Merle Garrison.
0: And we've got another classic episode coming at you. I am sorry for my low resolution, crappy audio. I am house sitting and dog sitting this week, but uh, we have uh, important stuff we wanted to share. So we want to go ahead and do it. I thought I had a pair of Apple earbuds with me that would be better than nothing, better than this, but I don't.
1: They don't. Mm, Yeah. How are you? Take it from here. I'm doing pretty good. Hey, so where exactly are you?
0: I am in an Edgewater Drive by Edgewater Beach, right? on edgewater beach which is okay. usually very beautiful but it's been really ugly this week
1: so. oh that's too bad yeah. so uh uh the cold weather already you look like you got a sweater on and everything
0: oh uh, it's a light shirt it's a long okay. shirt but it's light no it's not terribly cold it's like 55 degrees um, gotcha but it's been cloudy and rainy all week and mm. we've had such a beautiful summer and the beginning to the fall i can't really complain too much you and I were going to do this podcast uh, six days ago. Right. And last Friday, we uh, got our wires crossed with timing. And as I was getting ready for the podcast, I took Charlie for a walk. This is at our house, my and Lisa's house. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I got up to our lake and I just, oh my God, I had to uh, take this photo and share it with you. I, and, you know, now I just recalled that my, my screen is wow there.
1: now that is beautiful boy oh, oh boy
0: you should see it on my high-depth <laughs> screen it's i leave it up here i've left it up here all week so i could just look at it every day it's oh it's beautiful really gorgeous but it's the time of year as this is a perfect uh time where the seasons are just changing going from summer to fall right in this photo You don't see a lot of color in the leaves yet, but you see the fallishness in the clouds and the sun. You really do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I think it's just the, you know, in the fall, the angle of the sun. um, Yeah. It's just... Yeah. And it just the cloud that uh, the clouds do look amazing in this picture. And at this time of the year, we're getting the same kind of stuff down here. Are you? I, I saw the most amazing sunset last night. I mean, I w- I was just in awe. And it's like that almost every day here. It's a, the the sky here in Arizona is just amazing, man. We and we've had these. Uh, these crazy weather things happen because, you know, we have monsoons here in Arizona. I didn't know about that until I moved here. But these storms are absolutely magnificent. I've, you I've mentioned that a lot. I have been in situations where the thunder was like a continuous thunder, like one thunder that lasts for like 30 minutes it's not really weird. one yes it's not it just, one it thunder
0: rumbles is it just yes rumble?
1: yeah it's it's like uh, uh like nothing like i've ever heard out. yeah it, it, it it's like and and the lights that are happening in- it's a light show in the sky are like strobe lights and you start to think maybe there's a a giant alien spacecraft (laughs) above the clouds here I mean because nothing like that I've never I've seen a lot of storms never anything like that and that's happened a couple of times now and it's uh it's beautiful it's breathtaking and after a little while it gets a bit scary (laughs) I mean I'm not afraid of storms or anything but when you hear that you start thinking Yeah, maybe Jesus is coming back now. (laughs) Well, you know, obviously,
0: speaking of storms, we have uh, what's going on in Florida right now. Oh, boy. I just pulled up the radar on that. And it's near I know that many of us have uh, family and friends there near and dear to our hearts. We it's our home away from home, Sarasota. That's where Lisa's mom lives. And Boy, I was shocked to see this morning, Merle, how much that that hurricane has pulled out of Florida.
1: Well, I don't think they were expecting that, Barry. I I, I mean, right. I, I was watching late last night because I, I want to, you know, I'm very uh, concerned about this, too. And uh, they were saying, you know, but it'll landfall on the other side by ton- it was supposed to be tonight. Wow. uh early tomorrow but it looks like it's moved across the state in uh, record speed yeah. and i i did hear also Barry that uh, i'm I'm really glad to see this by the way. Yeah. Uh this is a miracle as far as i'm concerned because mm. you know of course we were praying about this and everything uh for our family members. But it, it just before it hit landfall last night it was registering a, a category almost a category 5 uh, it, it was a Category 5, and then it scaled down to a 4, and shortly after it hit landfall, I got an alert that said that it scaled down to a, a Category 1. Now, really? uh, a Category 1, right, now they still got a ton of water, a ton of flooding, the surges uh, on the uh, golf course actually caused waves to surge into the rivers, which flooded areas like Fort Myers, uh and in other areas so we'll have to see what the damage is a category one you're still looking like at near 100 mile per hour wind so it's not like oh it's just a category one but it's not the devastating like remember andrew uh took out all of florida it's it's not going to be like that but we're still going to see i guess the damage is yet to be seen here
0: well, I Googled Sarasota news this morning, just a little bit ago to check on it. And I was happy to see that, you know, we've seen all the pictures out of Fort Myers and stuff where it's just flooded like crazy. Naples, that's yeah. really, really South Florida. right? Flooded like crazy. Uh, Sarasota, the pictures I've seen is just like downed trees, some signage, but I'm not seeing the flooding. Right, so I'm, right. I'm just being hopeful about that, and you know, Lisa wanted me to mention about the prayer that you sent her, and um oh, you sent, maybe you sent it to me, and I copied it and pasted it and gave it to her. I couldn't find it real quick as we were talking, and I don't want to disrupt the podcast, but she said it was super meaningful to her that she had reread it over and over again over the last couple of days, and she's really super appreciative, and we both believe and you are just tapped in there and you, you got some influence.
1: Uh, Well, I, 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 it's my pleasure uh, to always pray for, for the the folks that I love. And um, it's just great when, when things like this happen, because I mean, yesterday when I was watching this and I saw how it scaled down to a category one very quickly, I thought this is obviously an answer to prayer right here and i know i wasn't the only one so a of lot work. of people a lot of people praying and, and, uh, the wisdom. power of prayer is uh it's really it, it's our most powerful weapon against yeah. evil
0: yeah yeah so uh i just really appreciated that and i just i hope the best for it you know it's a uh, mostly seniors down in all that area affected the people that are gonna have a hard time um cleaning up their place replacing things i mean a lot of these people aren't exactly wealthy a lot are but a lot aren't and um so it's going to be tough for them to get it back.
1: Well, and here's another thing too, Barry, and this happens every single time. I I, I know about this because I used to have a headquarters in, in the, uh, the Fort Lauderdale area, Boca Raton, actually. And I'd been there shortly after some of these hurricanes. And what happens is contractors come from all over the country you'll you can tell they're in town because there's pickup trucks everywhere Mm. and uh what they're they're there to make money and of course there's an opportunity for cleanup and things like that and there there are definitely good people that come to do that but the scam artists are also attracted like flies and many of these elderly get taken by these people. And it's a it's a real shame. And it's something that uh, they, they've really got to look out for down there.
0: Well, I think that's a really good segue uh, agreed too. two things I want to talk about in the spirit of 050 over 50 starting over things that uh, I think are helpful. Uh, and that is, well, buying a new iPhone, Uh, that's always like, oh my God, now I'm faced with this $800, $1,200 expense. Well, I'm going to show you, you don't need to get anywhere near that. But also what you said about scams. I get emails forwarded to me every week from family, friends, and clients saying, hey, Barry, is this a scam? And I want to show you guys how to identify that on both uh, your computer and on your iPhone. Now, I did pre-record this last week, and I'm not. I, I'm going to try and do the email one now, and I'll splice in the the iPhone one because my screen isn't that good this week. You know, I don't have my camera. Okay, so first, let's let's start with oh, let's start with my artwork. I put all that. Uh, where it go? There it is. Okay very Consumer <laughs> do You see it?
1: Yeah, I do. Okay. That's awesome man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's, uh let's let's get out of that. I just gotta get some mileage out of it. I put time in it. All right, so this is about. Uh, I mentioned this before several months back. I couldn't remember the name of this website, but. I said if you want to buy affordable refurbished electronics, mm. uh then the check out this site called, oh I forgot, I thought I was sharing. It's called Back Market. I will share now, just uh show
1: Back it. Back market, you. okay.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I couldn't remember the name of it. I was thinking it's something like Black Market. I'll tell you what, if you Google Black Market, it comes right up number
1: <laughs> three. So right?
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I did a lot of research on these guys back when I was looking to replace my laptop and, uh, later an iPhone and I'm just really sold. I get nothing huh. out of this, no kickbacks. I'm just trying to share a good consumer. Tip. Yeah. 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 So what I found was they're very highly rated, check out their reviews and they have a system of, uh, refurbishing that is very trustworthy. So I really... Huh. I do trust the outfit. And so this is it, when you pull it straight up. And if you're looking for an iPhone, watch this. Just click here in this search bar, go to iPhone. And right here, we got one. Uh, that's an 11 for $300. But right here, first row, an XR. I'm honestly not sure where the XR is. I'd have to look.
1: I'm up. not sure either. But
0: only 203 bucks. iPhone SE 2020, this is exactly what I have it's a great phone. And me, I don't like big phones. I keep it in my front pocket. I like the size of this phone yeah yeah and it's only now it's uh, starting at 130 dollars.
1: jeez you gotta uh, make sure what, that the, a new it. one today is how much like 800 something yeah. crazy like that yeah jeez.
0: and you got you just simply have to make sure that you got the right amount of gigabytes storage space
1: well that's like, huge
0: yeah well see i don't listen to music on my phone but i listen to podcasts right I certainly don't watch movies on my phone but if you do you're going to want a lot of gigabytes of storage. Right. So, but you should, most of us would have some experience with uh, in the past. Have we run out of space or not? So, right. Yeah. So I wanted to just share that with you. And also hey, that's if you're pretty looking cool. for a new laptop or iPad, I also suggest this is a great way to go. Um, don't get anything too old because things will get, out of date at some point, and it's going to become junk. So don't get anything too old. That's my only advice to that. Now, I'm going to stop sharing on that. And I want to give you your tips on how to detect if uh, you're getting scam email. And I, you know, this is a thing at our age where we're, uh, most of us aren't exactly in tune with all the latest scams. And we have trepidation. We hear about them, these phishing attempts. They're getting their social security number it can wreak havoc. So understandable that we have trepidation about this. But in 90% of cases, this one quick trip, well I tip will identify if it's a scam or not. Now let me try to find my email, sharing the screen like crazy already. And uh, okay, so I save this. I get a scam email every day. I save this so that I could show you exactly how to do this. Now, I'm always been totally a Mac guy. So I don't know if this 100% works the same on PC, but it's going to be close. So I, this is a common one, something like this, you made a transaction, this makes you panic right away, especially when it's for $1,100 to PayPal, you gotta be kidding me. I purchased a, a laptop. Wow. So we got 800 numbers, which I'm sure are scam as well and uh, PayPal is a name that you would trust. I always keep uh, the remote artwork off, I don't let that load automatically. So you can change it in your preferences. Because the scammers can detect if you actually read an email because uh, it'll it, it can read if you load the images automatically. So I keep them off. And only if I want to load them, uh, do I manually. But here you see it is from an address called social, and they're typically hidden from us these addresses. But if you click on this, you will see that it is from social blah, 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 bunch of numbers at dot that is obviously a scam. If it was from PayPal, it would be from something like mail.paypal.com. So you know that's a scam right away. Typically, I had another one around here, but typically they are they use Gmail addresses. And since they're hidden, most of us can't see that or know that. But Gmail is the most common way to... Um, hide your address, uh, I'm sorry, to be anonymous. So that's uh, an important thing to keep in mind. Now, what if it's your iPhone? I think most of us are, when we're checking our mail, probably are using our iPhone. Okay, guys, sorry, back to the crappy audio and video as I'm at my my friend's house. So this is the uh, email in question down here. And if I click on that name, then my email comes up. And this is about some, look at your order for the Geek Squad. I didn't order anything with the Geek Squad, but again, you see the name kind of at the top. I'm going to click on that again. That expands it. So now I can see that it is two undisclosed recipients. That is usually the case. So that's a, a red flag. And then I click on that name again at the top and it comes up with, the email address under other which is a whole bunch of logan blah 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 use something at gmail.com okay so it took it took three clicks on the email address itself to get to the actual send from address and that's what's important usually going to be a gmail address so beware of that that is definitely a scam okay Okay, guys, got another tip for you from the Cleveland Clinic website. I get updates on this, uh, typical ways to stay mentally and physically healthy. And this is really good stuff. I only say the best of the best for you guys. And this one is titled, Stay Active in All Three Ways to Boost Your Brain Health. And it's real brief, so I won't take a lot of time with it. As with your heart, keeping your brain healthy in your twilight years is an important element for quality of life. Because many habits to help protect your brain also lead to a happy and fulfilled life. In a recent study, ages 55 to 75, two life-enhancing habits topped the list for helping combat age-related memory decline. And this one, first one was a surprising one to me. Number one, being socially active. Number two, undertaking mental activities like learning a language or using a computer. And hence, we just did that little computer tip right there. <laughs> uh, but the, the socially active one really took me by surprise. Really? Up there at the top of the list. And, what,
1: uh, what, what what exactly does that mean? I mean, like getting out and being around people and things like that. Is that? It is does. That-
0: but they also, and I, I went over this with uh, Doug Knoll in a podcast about six weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking about no, it wasn't Doug. No, it was Dr. Stephen Treziak, who does uh, the compassionomics, and he. Oh and yeah, 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 I remember that one. Yeah. and he he was quoting studies about even if you just have a roommate, you're something like twenty seven percent more likely to live twenty some crazy amount longer. It's a lot healthier for you just mm-hmm. having a roommate. It's mm-hmm. a lot of us find ourselves at this age and more so living alone and we get a little stuck on our ways and then you start getting lonely and it uh, all of these it could be slowly a slowly degraded process into depression and i can see that, that. so
1: yeah
0: it's something to keep in mind and you know I try to get Lisa's mom out just to the community center in her development from time to time, take part in those kind of activities. This, it's bingo, they have shuffleboard, you know, different things like that. It really, you know, there's a lot of times, Lisa certainly knows this. I'll get off the phone with you before we started doing the podcast, really. You know, that's how the podcast started. But I get off the phone with you after an hour to two hours and but my heart would just be full. You know? Right, yeah, I know I exactly her, what you like, mean. Yeah, she's like, oh, the rest of his day is great. You know, that kind of stuff. Talk to loved ones. It's super, super important for your heart health.
1: It really is. Yeah. Let me just yep.
0: uh, finish a little bit of this stuff. There's not a lot here. Those who are engaged in these habits had lower resting heart rates, which is a sign of better, better cardio fitness And we're less likely to live alone, back to that social thing. For adults over 75, having a faster walking pace was associated with staying sharp. So just pick up the pace a little. Walking is so good for you, Mm -hmm. especially at our age and even more so down the road. Um, In summary, staying active uh, and engaged in all three ways, physically, mentally, and socially, may help prevent memory decline and decrease the risk of dementia. And dementia is an ugly thing, folks. Well,
1: it sure is. It It is is. terrible.
0: So here's a few tips. Ask yourself this. If your work life tends to crowd out your social life, make some changes and book regular dinner dates with your favorite people. Mm -hmm. Hey, how bad is that, right? Mm. Good advice. Two, if you're a social, on the other hand, if you're a social butterfly, but also a couch potato. Carve out time for daily walks or other workouts with a friend. And third and final, need mental stimulus, enroll in a class like language, art, music, or whatever sparks your interest. Or as I mentioned before, pick up the computer, play some of those uh, word games and things like that. They actually do help you a, a lot with your mental fitness there. And that's the end of that. So I think it's kind of simple. And I think it's pretty positive.
1: I think it is too. And I, I, you know, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. This is right at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis. Wow. And that's when that's uh, God creates Eve. And uh, so we're, we're not the lone ranger. We're not meant to be the lone wolf. And uh, you're right, Barry. You know, over the last few years, there's been a whole lot of isolation going on for some reason. Yeah as you know, and as you use a lot of people have uh, their health has seriously declined as a as a result. And I think uh, it's all of those things that you mentioned, but uh, the the real isolation piece where you're all alone. um, A lot of elderly people have been very afraid to go outside and even have their family members come over and then, gosh, they they just don't do well like that. It is a terrible terrible thing and uh uh well, I, I i'm true. glad to see people are starting to that these things are starting to change but it just shows i think it's been a case study on how important it is to to keep up the social it's not just for older people uh younger wow. people every all of us need to we need each other well, we, we really do
0: those good habits too uh, the earlier we can and carry them on into so we don't do that slow degradation into a depressing
1: lifestyle well, and you know, Barry, I don't know about you. I know you've you've worked uh, uh, out of your home for many, many years. I have, too. And there was sure a long time where, stuff. yeah, there's there's been a, you know, where Anne-Marie was going to work, too. And I was just working out of my home by myself. A, a, a lot of times I would hear the mailman outside and I would just run out there and just, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good, <laughs> Wait, wait, where are you going? What do you mean you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I think it's important. We did become friends, actually. But, well, of but, course you
0: did. Of course, but, you uh,
1: did. I need. I need people, man. I, I personally can't be alone. I, I, I lived alone <clears throat> in an apartment for a little while, and uh, I, I, it was cool at first. And I know you've lived alone for long periods of time, uh, so, it's but. Yeah, i am
0: an introvert but it still
1: gets <clears throat> i moved in i i ended up moving in with seven other people <laughs> after a year and a half of living by myself and for me it was like paradise moving in with those other people wow, <laughs> those are the,
0: my hell
1: it well, no, those are some of the greatest people I've ever met and Who i i remember. This? In Chicago, uh, I remember being alone. I'm terrible when I get sick. I'm not good. I'm a baby. I never get sick. And so when it does happen, it's like the end of the world for me. And I remember living by myself and getting sick and being at home for like five days. And I had these terrible nightmares, like almost hallucinating my nightmares. I've been like, when I get sick, I really get sick. And it was terrifying being by myself. And uh, I remember after I moved into this other place, we all had our own separate rooms and everything. It was this great big place downtown Chicago. I ended up getting sick, and it was the same kind of thing where it was I was alone and I was afraid. And one of my Two of my roommates took it upon themselves to totally take care of me. They went to the store, they got medicine, they got juice, chicken noodle soup, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I, I i was so gracious that they, I was so grateful that they had done this for me. And I was, I was very moved actually. And that's when I knew I, I need, I need people, man. I can't be yeah, by myself. Know,
0: so as introverted as I am, there's been those times, you know what it was a lot of too, when I would be in between girlfriends and all that really feeling a little living in my house i've had my dog but then when dark cold winter comes and it's They're like, brutal you don't even want to go outside
1: no you're
0: depressing, right man, depressing.
1: well and, and especially in your neck of the woods where it's and we've talked about this before but it just gets so great gloomy every yeah. day for just yeah. long stretches of time it's like being on a it's being on neptune or something i you know, you think it would there's be the like
0: opposite end of the spectrum and i talked to lisa's mom about this uh, a lot is you know she's just getting through well not a hurricane but getting through the summer which is that's her winter that's her cleveland winter that's i got it in sarasota she's trapped
1: that's how it was here Yeah, Uh, here in Arizona. I mean, it was 110 to 115 degrees every day. And uh, I would would go outside and it was I could hear like this sizzling. And it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't
0: you dread opening the car door? as well. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, yeah. it's overwhelming in there. Or yeah. <laughs> you sit down on my le- my black leather seats. Woo You
0: probably have the only car in, uh, in Arizona with black with leather.
1: black leather seats, exactly. Of course I bought the car in California, but right. <laughs> um, right. but yeah it's hey, uh what do you along the
0: lines of what we were talking about just uh the health stuff and all that how are things going with you you've had
1: really really uh an adventure here that i'm having with this whole thing with uh uh optavia and my health coach who is my brother and and his partner in this whole thing diane and uh i've had just a, a really stellar experience i've learned a lot about uh taking care of my own health and mm-hmm. and uh keeping this as a sustainable uh, lifestyle because really it's not a diet it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. and um the cool thing about this barry is that it's really all focused on <clears throat> the why i don't know if i explained this last time no, you but didn't,
0: and i wanted to ask you too um so what you're saying about creating the lifestyle is your intent to in time wean yourself off of it completely and just maintain yourself
1: yeah so that's really i'm not sure barry i i I don't i don't think that i want to stay on some kind of program forever um Mm -hmm. but i do want to be able to transition to being able to just know how to maintain myself so yeah that is really the goal is to to maintain myself and that's really what you learn through this program is uh, the healthy eating habits and the things to stay away from. Um, right now, I'm in weight loss mode, but uh, there's another phase of the program for maintenance as well. So, they they have that you could be on that eternally if you want to. A lot of people are on that. Uh, and in fact, that's what Scott's on right now. You know my, what my I brother. call that? Hmm. I
0: call that intermittent fasting. I've well, stayed on it all this time and I've maintained my weight, I'm staying right.
1: It's a great way to maintain your weight, the mm-hmm. intermittent fasting. I mean, you can lose weight that way too, but I think it's a much better way to maintain weight. And I'll tell you, Barry, that's been my challenge is the maintenance part. As hard it is as it is to lose weight, the mental part about maintaining is I think the transition to maintenance is going to be, uh, well, it's been a challenge for me in the past because you know, when you're losing weight, it's like, yeah, I lost eight, X amount of pounds and you're all jazzed about it. But when you're maintaining, it's like, yeah, I maintained weight. You have to get excited about that. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, uh, So you want to I, fall I'll,
0: off the wagon and, and have some fun.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is that in this program, what it really teaches you is um, how to have a whole different attitude about food. Um, In fact, when you have so you're having six meals a day and five of them are called in in their terminology fuelings instead Mm -hmm. of meals. Uh, because what they want you to do is they want you to change your attitude towards what you're putting inside of you. Just like your car, you wouldn't want to put bad gasoline in your car because your car is not going to perform well. And so you want to think about that what kind of fuel you're putting inside of your body and wh- is it going to burn well? Is it going to uh, corrode the engine or different body parts, those kinds of things? So again, it's all about attitude on this whole thing. And it all starts with this, I'm circling back to this. the why why. and this is what you go to when you're struggling this is really your whole motivation is why are you doing this and really I think this is a great model for anything that you're going to do any kind of challenge and so I wrote down a whole bunch of things before I even started of what I wanted out of this why am I doing this and Mm and the first one for me was I want to live long and I don't want to just live long I want to be healthy Yeah. right i want to be able to move around and and things and i i realize that uh um you know uh, obesity can be the 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 time limiter and uh the health limiter as well so uh also uh, i'm sort of vain and uh If there's a mirror in the room, Barry, I have to look at myself. (laughs) And and, uh, lately I had been looking at myself and it was that same music you were playing. Womp womp. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So uh, I want to be able to wear clothes and feel good in the clothes. I was starting to uh, um, stretch all my clothes to the limit uh, uh, and that didn't feel good. And then here's another one was I'm just going to give you a couple some friends of mine have a swimming pool and they keep inviting us over and they're like, jump in the pool. And I'm like, uh, no, thanks. And I never do. And I have my reasons and it's because I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And I want to be able to get invited to the pool and just not be embarrassed. And so, uh, uh, a, <laughs> well, here's one job. thing. It's so I gotta, it is, it is. So let me just, so I'm going to take a side, a side route here. So, Uh, One of the things that uh, I'm, you know, being a black guy, I'm very light skinned and it's sort of embarrassing because if I take my shirt off, you would think I was a white guy (laughs) because I don't take my shirt off. And, And so I'm like, okay, so two things when I go to that pool, I'm not I'm I'm all flabby and I'm just pasty white. And so what I started doing was going out in the backyard and taking my shirt off. And just soaking in the sun for like for five or ten minutes a day Get in that hundred and ten degree, degree. heat. Yeah, exactly. Getting that vitamin D in there and everything. No one can see me. It's all fenced in except for the golfers, and I don't care what they think. <laughs> they're, they're not looking at me anyhow. And uh, so I got I got all tanned up and everything, and I've I've now lost uh, twenty seven pounds. And uh I things and I'm I'm exercising now. I've 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 gotten into this whole push-up routine now, and I'm nice. doing those. I'm doing about 40 of those a day, and wow. uh and, and I'm seeing changes, big time physical changes in my body when I uh like right now when I take my shirt off and I look at myself in the mirror, I'm not embarrassed for myself, <laughs> and great, I can man. I can see. Uh, cool things happening. It's like I can, I'm seeing my college body starting to come into focus again. Wow and it uh it is very very lean, motivating
0: fighting machine in college man
1: well it's funny that you say that and there's something that i'm not going to be able to say on the air but i remember in college and i was working at that amusement park people used to get so mad at me over there and then they would look at me and they would call me a skinny mf <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and i told anne marie i can't wait till someone calls me that again <laughs> So she, sometimes she calls me that just to make me happy. That's
0: funny. That's funny. Um, <laughs> you, okay. And um, I, this is going to sound like a downer. I don't mean it to. Do you think it's realistic? Because you mm. were really, like, you had very, very low body fat.
1: Oh, I, I'm an adult, I'm an adult now. I'm not a kid, but um, I I I I have a weight goal that's not uh, the same weight as I was in co- more towards the very end of college and the beginning of my business career, uh, and and I'm I'm about halfway there.
0: Okay, okay. Well, that's all good stuff. In though.
1: fact, in, in a couple of pounds, I'll be halfway there. So I'm. Oh, I, it's announced it's coming up on eight weeks and being halfway to my huge goal in eight weeks is a pretty, pretty good click.
0: I would absolutely say eight weeks goes by very, very quickly.
1: And it. Surprisingly, did it? Surprisingly, did. And here's the other thing too. I I have so much support on this, and this is really the key is all the support. And and I'll tell you, a couple of weeks ago, I um I I was on this great click of losing weight every week, and then the the the, the week before last, I got on and I gained weight. Uh, and oh I was so demoralized on that whole thing like because you know you work really hard and to gain weight yeah. uh, and I gained three pounds actually and I was how, just how uh, well I figured it out and that was the cool thing so I, I every week I, I put in my weigh-in number to my health coach who was my brother and also Diane and so immediately and I, I got so I get on the scale of, okay I got the scale that I hate. I got a hate relationship with this scale because it's a digital scale. You get on it and you're like, all right, that's a good weight. And then you you go, "Ah, let me just make sure. And you get on and you're three pounds heavier. You got to
0: do like three times.
1: How did that happen? And then you're like, okay, well, that weight can't be right. It has to be the first weight. So you get on it again and it's the higher weight and then you're like okay let me get out again it's the higher weight every single time bingo on the dot because it's like uh whatever the weight is point x yeah but and that's it's so like good. always right it's like perfect and you're like oh it's so demoralizing so i was like i, I think i i was i was trying to just jump on and jump off and just record that and i think it, this may have been a scale thing i've since bought a new scale <laughs> <laughs> was just, i want to chuck that other one onto the golf course <laughs> um but but uh anyway so uh i i so I, I i had to send in i text scott my weight and he called me right away and he he knew how i was feeling he knows me and he was like Merle, you, you look this is a good thing because you're going to learn from this. Okay. This is just a minor setback, but this is, you're going to be thankful down the road that, that you did this. We talked about it and I told him, here's what happened last week. And here's a couple areas that I, that I thought I could kind of take advantage of, which I couldn't. And I found out there's a couple of things that I had that I, uh, cashews, I had some cashews as a, as a snack. And I love nuts. And this, and I ate, I ate too many of them. Did you know how many? How much bad. fat is inside of a, a cashew? I could, I yeah. And how many calories? Let's see. I 13 grams of fat and 156 calories per ounce. I'm sure I had a f- several ounces of those. <laughs> oh, those nuts. Well,
0: cashews are so hard to put down.
1: They really are, oh especially if, when if you're you, you're hungry.
0: Yeah, if you have them in front of you, they're impossible. They get that creamy kind of thing going on, you know.
1: I thought I was doing a good thing too because they're they, they don't have any salt in them on uh, the ones that we had, and I thought, okay, well, this these have these it's protein, right? And I right. I'm just no no I and and then another thing, I had something with a whole bunch of salt in it that I didn't really really realize uh, was salty and of course you retain water I, my, this diet is really super low salt no very few carbs if at all uh, there's and um you're, you're high water uh so you're flushing any kind of salt out and stuff like that and it's it's made a huge difference uh, they talk about inflammation all that's gone down and Wow! I mean, it's, it's pretty, this whole program has been pretty amazing, Barry.
0: Well, I gotta say equally impressive with everything you're talking about. There's the fact that you're doing 40 pushups a day now. That's really (laughs) impressive.
1: Well, and here's the thing too, Barry, is that I I think I talked about this last time is these micro habits that Dr. Anderson Mm -hmm. of Optivia talks about is that, and he used the specific example of pushups which I was wanting to get back into and I was trying to do push-ups at the weight that I was in and I was, I was hurting my wrists. So I'd gotten to that point where I was hurting my I couldn't even do them. And he was saying, well, here's what you do. Uh, just get down there and do one push-up, and make that your goal. And what he talked about is the psychology of that is that pretty soon you're going to get down there and you're going to say, well, as long as I'm down here, I might as well do two. Right. And uh, and then now you're doing two every time you go down. So that's how I started. I just did one. And then I eventually I was doing two and now I'm doing like four sets of 10. Um, and so I've worked up to that and I'm just going to keep adding to that kind of thing because in the whole idea of micro habits is do something that's ridiculously easy to do yeah. so that yeah, and, and then merge that in more and more until it becomes a habit.
0: Just the one thing to keep in mind too, so you don't get dis- too disappointed again, is that with all these push-ups you're doing, you're going to be adding muscle. Which
1: exactly. Which was also another factor in the the weight gain that right. we talked about, which is that yeah, the <clears throat> scale isn't everything. Yeah. Um, what's really more important is how you feel, how your clothes are fitting, what, you know, what's happening with your, your outer body. So, um, and that was the other thing is that we looked at the, um, the difference between muscle and, and, and fat. And I, I actually uh, have a little picture to share here on that. And this is, uh, um, fortunately, I don't know any, have any sound, but really that's a, the actual uh, to scale here one yeah. pound of muscle one pound of fat so so again i'm i'm I might have gained weight yeah. but uh and we've talked about this before, but i the, mm-hmm. the body the the measurements are way better
0: mm-hmm. oh for sure you and again you're just gonna feel a lot better. The way your clothes are fitting and everything and that's what counts
1: also look at that pic to see that picture of that fat uh, that that's was gross, gross. Yeah. yeah and that's remember
0: awesome. this one too i mentioned this one before like like i came up with the study um but i have read <laughs> and i verified it. it's true for each additional pound of fat that you're carrying that's Five miles of capillaries. Your body has to push blood through.
1: Mm, that's it's amazing. So and think about what, you, how your heart is just you know, right. the the powerhouse of your body, and how yeah. you know, it's just like Scotty on Star Trek. You know, me balance can't take no more. <laughs> <laughs> just so I get to right. see it. <laughs> Anyhow, so I, so good stuff, kind
0: of, man. It kind of slipped my mind for a bit there, but you know we had talked last night about um because the subject of parenting
1: yeah and
0: a super super hard subject interesting subject that i want to i want to look at a lot like i'm supposed to uh possibly tomorrow I have a podcast with Eric Christensen, the documentarian because we started talking about that a few a few weeks back he got back to me and said hey can you do it tomorrow and i was thinking wow well I think it's cool that we, I think uh, the discussion with him would be almost as intro as our discussion as well, because what I'd like to do is throw out these ideas that we have. And I think most of us don't even know how to talk about parenting too much. We get very uh, personally personally offended sometimes. And uh, there's a lot of, you could get even religion versus uh, someone else's politics uh, at, at war. And, in a result, but I think what I want to lead to is after these discussions, when we realize how much we don't know and realize what our real questions are, I want to get a child psychologist on here.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: and, uh, really interesting. Yeah, he's like, there's just there's nothing more important in the world, and we don't even know again know how to talk about it really. One one great jumping off point you and I were talking last night. Uh, a really good jumping off point is what's your views on corporal punishment, meaning spanking and to spank or not to spank. Let me tell you something. You got to watch what you're seeing in which circles. I even saw <laughs> well, sure. on Facebook a few days ago. Some people were having this discussion and and you know, it becomes a bubble, and this bubble happened to be like, well, you know, when we were kids, we got spanked, and look how great we turned out. And <laughs> like these days, but you get in a wrong, a wrong bubble, man. They're gonna, they're gonna condemn you as a child abuser.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, I just want to ask you, what is your opinion on that? To lay hands on a kid, and I'm just gonna say, I think that it's. uh it's a slippery
1: slope. Yeah, well, it's a tough subject, and uh, the fact is, is as parents, we're so responsible for our kids—not just for their own lives, but really for the, the for everybody else's life as well. Because if you have one notorious kid, he can literally change the world. Look at wow. Hitler, uh, you know, and 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 so we really have to look at it from that view is that are are we raising kids that are going to go into the world and be a blessing to the world, or are they going to be a curse to the world? And that's really so much of that is on the parents and they just don't understand it. And before I answer your question, I just want to say the story about, I went to a restaurant with Anne Marie several months ago, and it was a, a really nice steak restaurant. And you know I love my steak, Barry, oh. and uh, <clears throat> and I was in and I, I was hungry. Okay, so let's just uh, paint the picture. I was hungry when I got there, oh. and uh, I wasn't in the best of moods as a result. And we were the only ones in there except for this other family. And it looked like it was a mom and dad with uh, I think it was her parents. The mother's parents were there, and these two kids. And these kids, Barry, were little demons and they were running around that place and hopping around on like booth seating. They were like jumping up on the seats of other tables, not even the one that they were sitting at other tables, just hopping around like it was like a, a one of those bounce things, you know, and and then they were actually climbing up on the backs of those and walking around on top of them and 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 they're screaming and and then jumping down onto the floor and racing up and down the aisle where we were sitting and it was so annoying and it was just terrible and i was looking at the parents like why don't you say something and they wouldn't and uh and i thought this is terrible and so i decided you know what i'm not eating here i'm gonna get my stuff to go because i can't even this is just terrible terrible and so i I went I went up to the counter to tell the guy, um, hey, I'm, I'm gonna take this to go. And while I was there, these kids decided to play on the booth seat right next to me. And they're they're climbing on the back of the chair right in front of me. and I, and I just said, You're not allowed to do that, or you're not allowed to do that. And they they were freaked out. They're, Someone like actually that? said something to them. Yeah. And and then the grandmother immediately, whoosh, she's right there, like just you know, like like mama bear guarding these little kids. And she's letting them climb all over the place and everything. And I thought, well, how terrible is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're supposed to be saying something to your kids, but <laughs> Anyway, so we took our steak and we left. And you know what? I never went back there again either. Oh, that's it,
0: unfortunate because that, the restaurant is taking the blame for that bad parenting.
1: Well, and you, you can't run a restaurant and let people climb all over your furniture either. It's so tough,
0: though. That's so it good. is
1: tough, oh. but that's your place that you pay for and you True. have clientele and you have to you have to control that. You can't just let people do whatever they want in True. there. And that's what I'm talking. I know,
0: and you're making a good point. Let me make it even more succinct because I, I think this is the same point. When we went to school, the principal had a paddle with freaking holes in it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) so he could hit, so he could get a good swat on you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember that. If they called your parents, you were terrified. Please don't call my parents; they'll kill me.
1: Oh my god! Now
0: it's completely the opposite. No way anybody's going to hit your kid, not even you. And uh, if they yell at your kid and call you, if the kid gets in trouble and call you, chances are those parents are going to come in and take the side of their kid.
1: That's exactly right. That's so right. I
0: always say, look, I, you, I pretty much always believe the truth is somewhere in the middle. And once again, I do here as well. I mean, first of all, a principal with a paddle is begging for child abuse.
1: Yeah. Begging yeah. For it. Those days you know, are over. Yep.
0: And even with parenting, I, I tend to believe in, you know, I prefaced our conversation last night with this, Lisa and I never had kids. And I said this to Eric uh, Christensen as well, assuming we're going to explore this more. I think there's something interesting and valid in getting a non-biased point of view, along with parents' point of view. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. there's validity to it. Um, And so... I tend to think, without the experience of parenting in this day and age, that there is a certain small window of time when maybe your kid only understands getting a little spanking. But the problem with it is, is that it once again opens a door for child abuse. Like, you you said it. Why don't you tell me what you said about that?
1: Last so here, here's the thing is that, so the point of the story I just told wasn't, So spank your kids. (laughs) I don't, that's not the story at all. I no, really think that this is
0: discipline doesn't have to mean space.
1: No, no, exactly. That that was really the point is discipline your kids, you, you gotta you, you have a responsibility, not just to the kids, but to your community as well. And, uh, and it's important for for the health and longevity of this soon to be adult. Uh, they can't just do whatever they want in society, they've got to be able to fit into the norms of society. And your job is to help them to do that. And they'll have a much happier happier life as a result and now i don't say everyone should go spank their kids i don't i don't think that uh uh, in fact i i would even say that uh boys and girls are very different from each other they learn differently and uh, i know that's even taboo but it's the truth and so uh when you're raising and i have a boy and a girl raising a boy was so much different from raising a girl uh, I don't recall. I and I do believe in, in spanking. Uh, I was I was also spanked as a child. But this was. Uh, let me just explain something. That this is not an easy thing. It's a. It's probably one of the biggest responsibilities you have as a, as a parent. On how you do how you actually do this, because it can actually be one of the greatest blessings for your, your child, or it could be a curse, in, in, depending on how you do this. And so my the rule is you never spank your child. If you're angry. Um, this is not a, a revenge kind of a thing or anything like this. This is a tool that a parent can use to help their kid to stay out of hellish situations down the road. And so, um, my son is my oldest and I had, I remember the day I had to spank him because what happened was I had told him after several times he had crossed a line. I don't remember what it was, but I told him, he clearly understood. If you do that again, you're going to get spanked. And he crossed the line on purpose. And so I said, okay, I'm going to have to spank you. And I remember I, I, I got him into his room. And I I left the room for a minute and I came back. Uh, You don't hit your kid with uh, your hand. Um, I used my belt uh, and I spanked him on his butt. And I remember that uh, it hurt me. I can't I can even totally I remember understand. I remember seeing uh, I my dad say I actually my dad never said this but I've heard this on TV this is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you and I thought that's a bunch of crap <laughs> <laughs> but it was that was a it was a big deal I and see it was a big deal to him too yeah. and I remember I I left the room and I lost it I mean I was uh, it was a very it was hard mm-hmm. but I I, I, I gave it some time I pulled myself together I went back in the room I put Brandon on my lap and um, I told him why I had done that and I spoke to him in a voice sort of like this and I told him how much I loved him and how much I thought that he was an amazing boy and that I was so much in love and I and that I treasured him but because I love him so much, I don't want him to hurt himself, and that these are things that are going to help him to to be a good boy. And uh, you know, it—I don't know how much he understood that, but there was a bonding that happened right there. I really, very rarely ever had to do that as a parent. I don't think I ever did that with my daughter. Uh, because my daughter, I could just look at her and she would know, like you know, like, uh, but uh, the the deal was that, you know, as a result, I really didn't have to do that with him very much.
0: He, he learned
1: very quickly. And, and, and as you know, I look at it now and I look back at that, you know, they're 29 and, and 30 and uh, boy, they're so they're such great kids. I mean, they never got in really any trouble growing up or anything like that. Um, I I think the more important thing is what happens before and after you do something like this, which is, you know, this unconditional love that you show to your, your kids. And, you know, this, this, my whole thing was, you know, yelling at them. I, I rarely ever yelled at the kids. If I ever did, it was shocking to them because I never did. Um, and so you, you, save those things for times where you, you need, it's a tool as well, uh, but if you use it all the time, it's ineffective. So you, I, I don't know how to explain it any better than that, but it sure did uh, work out in my family and it's not the, a pleasant thing, but it's a thing that uh, I think, uh, saves your kid from, from future problems down the road that are irreversible.
0: I know, but it's just so difficult to identify. Um, it's, it's such an end of, up to the individual, the individual parent, the individual kid. To yes. Make, uh, you know, the parents make judgment and be responsible for those actions. So it's a lot easier to say no one should ever put a hand on a kid. Because you, if you've got to make a blanket statement, that would be the one that you have to go with.
1: Yeah. And and the other thing, too, is that, you know, you can't say, hey, if you do this, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And then it doesn't you don't do it. Uh, well, these what, red lines uh, yeah, that you get to your kids
0: pushing past that final line. To right. See how far. Yeah. The, boy, that was me. Man, nobody pushed the boundaries of reality more than me. I had to find out where those actual walls were.
1: Well and think about if if no one ever stopped you from from going over those walls and how detrimental that would be to your life then and and in the future I mean I just think about how I, and as I said I just really boys and girls are different. I know inside of me and I remember when you and I met when we were uh, early on in college we there was a wild side to us. Like we Ooh, were yes. like, like wild horses and we had the same amount of energy as a wild horse, you know? And and that, that and that's enough to when you when you feel empowered to do anything you want because that's what happens as a result of this uh you're you can end up in jail (laughs) that's just where you're gonna end up for sure what
0: do you think about bullying
1: what do i think about it i well uh i hate it of course uh i've been bullied as a kid and uh uh that was a terrible, terrible experience, but I also believe that I learned a great deal from it. And uh, uh, for me, it was a rite of passage. Uh, I learned self-confidence through my experience with bullies.
0: Huh. Okay. That's another one that I think that we, people could argue about till the end of time and never come up with anything great on that one, because there is a bit of, it's kind of like fat shaming oh no you know body that'll create body dysmorphia and all this anxiety true at an extent it would but if everybody's going to tell you you're 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 great being fat well that's going to be really bad for your health no yeah you're right there's a degree of shaming that can act that actually does turn people around i'm tired of this and i'm going to do something about it right 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 but but then there was this this uh there was a doctor on um Rogan, a week or two ago, Dr. Gabor Matei. And he was talking about the 2016 Democratic Convention when God, Morgan Freeman, uh, he played a role as God, uh, narrates a video depicting a four-year-old girl getting bullied. She runs into the house to her mom. Her mom says, no cowards are allowed in this house. And ushers her back out to confront her challenges. And this was cheered emphatically at the 2016 Democratic Convention, because this was seen as resistance building. And I think you were kind of speaking to that a second ago, Merle, but many now see this as neglect or abuse today. And this depiction of this four-year-old girl running into the house and mom saying, no cowards are allowed in this house. Well, that was supposedly from Hillary Clinton's childhood. And this was how she grew up to be this great hardened woman when she's actually like the most unlikable person on the planet. So
1: what a story. Yeah. huh? Well, it's, I want to see
0: how quickly our, our attitudes have changed on this?
1: I know it's it's so crazy, this this world that we live in. I got to yeah. say, I, I the more I hear Morgan Freeman speak, the more I like him. Uh, I I I I gotta I get a kick out of him anyway I I think it boils down to kind of the same thing as we talked about last time Barry I don't know that it's going to impact everybody the same way and I think that uh, a lot of it a lot of how the outcome of these things, a lot of it depends on how the parents, if the parents are involved and, and if they're yeah. able to help coach uh, the child through these kinds of things. Because fortunately for me, that's, I had that benefit. Mm-hmm. And right. um, I was bullied by a guy that was four years older than me. I was six and he was 10. And every time I went outside, this kid beat me up. And uh, it all happened because he told, <laughs> I was, I had my best friend and this guy glommed on to our friendship and uh, he started telling me that uh, his, his dad was a doctor and that my mom was white, not black. And I was like, well, no, she's black. I know she looks like she's white. She's very fair skinned, uh, but she's black. And he said, no, she's not. And he attacked me and uh in in, right at my friend's house and i fell all into this uh his dad's speaker and put a hole in it and they were mad at me all of them like this one kid wanted to beat me up and his mom wanted to beat me up too oh (laughs) they're like flee the house wow so over uh like a two-week period, this kid, every time I went outside, beat me up. And I didn't know how to defend myself. And so I, I, I told my, I remember I told my parents, my Aunt Chris was there. And she said, uh, you know what you're dealing with? And I said, no. And he goes, you're dealing with a bully. Mm-hmm. And she said, I know, because I was a bully. And she oh. said, here's, here's the deal about bullies. Bullies are cowards. And cowards are afraid. And you know what they're afraid of? You. And if you were to stand up for yourself, you might have to fight, but it'll be the last time you have to fight. And I was like, wow, I hadn't heard that before. I'm six. Uh, <laughs> and then my, my dad came home later that day and he told me, well, here's how you defend yourself. And he showed me how to put up my dukes and, and block myself and how to punch. The next time I saw this kid, I came outside and he was sitting on the fence and he had a bunch of rocks and he threw them at me and so I ran I didn't want to fight the rocks he, headed, he and him and his friends had actually headed me off at the pass <laughs> and, um, and, I, and he goes now I got you. he started pushing me and I just remembered everything my dad said and I charged him and I got on top of him I started wailing on him I was punching him in the face and everything I was winning and he grabbed a hold of me and he bit me on the stomach and it felt like fire and i remember i said ah and i rolled off and he got up and he ran away him and his friends ran away and i went home crying (laughs) (laughs) And but you know what i never had to fight that guy again i never even saw that guy again wow and so for me at six years old i was like i just conquered a giant two of them really and like that came that went with me for the rest of my life like no, i've i've gotten in several fights in my life but i always knew that i knew how to defend myself and um i i I walked a little taller and you know what after i ended up uh, about a year and a half later moving into a school where i was the only black kid and uh Having that fortitude on the inside of me that came from those other experiences Mm -hmm. really helped me to get through those things where I would question my own self-worth and who I was and who they were. And so I think that for me, that whole bully experience was a huge benefit, even though it was terrible and terrifying, it was a huge benefit to the rest of my life.
0: I could totally understand what you mean by that, but I could also see that going completely sideways on you when you talk about two of those guys that could have really pummeled the hell out of you and it would have had a very different effect.
1: Well, let's, so let's it put it this hit, way, though.
0: It doesn't go um, back to the initial.
1: Well, at the end of the day. Um this guy kind of beat me i mean sure i was on top of him but the end of it was he bit me i rolled off and cried <laughs> so i actually <laughs> lost to the fight and so well, it didn't go well for me actually but i knew that i was i was beating up a 10 year old and i was six that that <laughs> part alone was like okay i got some i got some chutzpah here you know and uh i don't know something different happened on the inside of me there
0: well, I understand. I can see uh, how it could
1: have gone differently too. But uh, and, well, if I would have continued to avoid it, I would have just been humiliated by that guy every day. He wasn't ever going to leave me alone.
0: Yeah, I think that that dragon was kept getting bigger to you yep. as well. Yeah, it, exactly. So that's a good um, way good of putting it. Yeah. but the whole um, this whole conversation about parenting, I uh, hoping over time to just try to get some good ideas rolling like one thing that i've thought about for decades is that we should have personality development classes in schools that teach us basics about being people about how and i know the difficulty of it would be uh religious groups feeling like they're being stepped on or it, it'd go left it'd go hard left in a minute you know uh politically but it just feels like people should at an early age, get a little bit of learning about, hey, you know, we're social animals and we're in, we're socially interdependent. And so you'll find that things go much better for you when you play a role in that, when you cooperate rather than try to swim upstream and play a self-centered. What I'm trying to do is just get a little bit of a guidance away from idolizing the self-centered sports figures that are really bad role models and and things like that. And, and at the end of it, so if this started in elementary school, went through junior high school, middle school, and then by the time you got to high school, there is actually some lessons on parenting. And this is where this conversation, I wanted it to go. What would be the main, so that's, that's why I wanted to ask about corporal punishment, about spanking, about uh, how do you deal with bullying? And, and there's the other side of <clears throat> bullying, and that is the parents of the bully which probably should be, uh, have to face some ramifications. And I don't think there's any, any way of really doing that now. Um, but even, I would like the discussion to cover, and I'm thinking like, if I could actually get Eric uh, Christensen to do a docu- documentary docu-series on this, then a, a whole segment on how our legal system affects parenting. And number one, disincentivizing the nuclear family number one how do you incentivize a man staying within the family and being a role model for his kids you know things like that I'm sure I love
1: I love that um and I and I can see how our systems are set up for, for disincentives right yes. now. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, yeah, you know, I was just talking about this with Anne-Marie before we got on is how important it is to have a dad in the house and, uh, and, and just how, how that makes a difference in, in their lives. Anne-Marie's father died when she was what, two years old. And so oh. she didn't, she didn't have Uh, she, she really didn't know her father and, uh, you know, and there's, there are, it's an uphill battle when you don't have that dad in the house. It's a, it's a tough thing. So, uh, there are, there's, I almost forgot where we were going with that. Did you ask me a question?
0: (laughs) Uh, I I guess what I was throwing out there is, um, to, talk how would a class the problem of trying to give people personal development classes that taught them how to be a half just a halfway decent human being since they're not getting a lot of that at home to by the time they're in high school to actually give them instruction on parenting but see how that's where things get tricky man
1: that is and, and and really traditionally, where do you learn parenting? You learn it from your own parents, um, who didn't you know. learn
0: it from anywhere. But
1: their, but their parents, parents are right? It. They're doing yeah. it on
0: the fly.
1: Well, this is it. And this is how family traditions happen. Because a lot of those things, sometimes they're based on mistakes that happen and things like that. I understand what you're saying. And I see the dilemma, like you try to teach that outside of the family, and you're going to have all kinds of controversy, because everyone's got different ideas on how that should happen. But Uh, And, and when we have this in this day that we live in with all of these fragmented families, there's got to be some kind of help and, you know, I know church going people usually they can find that kind of thing inside Mm -hmm. of their church, Um, outside of the church I think it's going to be tough because there's so many different ideas. Uh, even when we were kids, gosh, there were so many different ideas on how to raise kids. Yeah. You know, they remember the old Dr. Spock and everything, and yeah. not everything Dr. Spock said was right. So, right. I don't well, know, it's he, a, it's he a was tough heralded one
0: as the authority, and now he's kind of like not so much.
1: Yeah, he's a punk now, and <laughs> back then he was a god, so who knows? You know, it's a, it's you a crazy Dr. thing, Dr. Laura. Oh yeah, of course. I yeah, do.
0: She'd get a get a, a listener on the, her radio show and just pummel them. And everything was her about toughening up or uh, toughening up or so self-responsibility, which is fine, but she would just give it's like they screen people. So yeah, she go. was
1: kind of mean actually. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. She 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 basically gave people that needed a good beating, a good
1: beating. Yeah. And they liked it. They they came every day for a good a good spanking. Like you,
0: like you didn't know she was going to say that. Get off your ass and stop whining, and you know all of. That. I I
1: kind of liked that because uh, well, I mean you know, people blood. need to hear that, right? Exactly. Is well, it and everything? Though. There's a fine line. You, there's a squelch button in between these these I, these oh, extremes, right? I think I mean, just was, like spanking your kid, that's not the the pat answer every time, right? No, like this is the, these are things. Line. These are things as a parent that you have in your toolbox, but you got to just because you have a toolbox doesn't mean you use the same tool every for everything. Uh, You got to learn how to use these things. And I agree there should be some kind of place. And I I think just out of safety and logic, it's probably going to be in your place of faith Mm -hmm. uh, where you're going to raise your kids, because I I know uh, I know in my own church, I learned a lot about my own. raising my own kids but for me most of what I learned came from my parents like like that whole thing about spanking Brandon that's exactly how my dad did it uh you know it was a it was terrible getting spanked but then at the afterwards he would come back in I remember sitting on his lap and and this love that I had for him would just well up like I want I wanted him to be happy with me so badly. I don't, I had this innate thing inside of me where I wanted to please him and I wanted him to be pleased with me. And uh, when he would talk to me after that and just build me back up again and this love and the way that he would talk to me and everything. And at the end, we would hug and I would just cry for joy that my dad, I can remember hearing his heart and, you know, up against my ear. Oh my God, I miss him so much. (laughs) He's such a great guy. And, but these are things that, you know, he was a disciplinarian growing up and everything, but then there came that time in life where things changed and we became friends. And 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 having him as a friend after all of that discipline and everything, I felt so worthy of his friendship. And I don't know, there was something really special about that, that I, I knew I wanted to have with my own kids.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, if we could ever get a really good, good conversation going somewhere along these lines, you would be like, I'm thinking back with uh, Eric Christensen documentary you would be a really good person to interview you know usually in these kind of a series they take a whole a bunch of different segments of people to try to do a study you would be a really good one to um to uh address your 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 outlook on a study
1: well i'm very uh i'm very grateful for for my life i i have two fantastic parents my mom I haven't even talked about her and she is just I and mean, she's overwhelmingly awesome and my dad was too I mean here's a picture of him right back here and I I mean I I uh I I always wanted to be like him uh I always looked up to him he always told me you know he was very successful in life he always told me you know one day Merle you're gonna be way better than me uh you, you're just you know the things i'm doing are nothing compared to the things you're doing or going wow. to be doing and i remember that being very hard for me to believe but he would t- tell that to me all the time and uh you know today he's still an inspiration to me today well when that's I think exactly about
0: what that is what he did is instilled this uh inspiration within you like the sky was the limit you know yeah by yeah. saying those thing so that's that's a beautiful thing um we could come back and talk about this another time because i would want to do a little bit of google googling up on some of the legalities see what some other experts have to say about what the laws are doing for our family nucleus you know
1: yeah you know and it's it's uh we live in a crazy day too where you know a parent what is it called uh child services could get some kind of report from a neighbor or whatever. And pretty soon they're at your door. And, uh, and, and of course, child services could even be weaponized. Uh, We've seen that before too, where people's kids get taken away because of some kind of political belief that they have or something we've it's, it's, so these are these are this is a tough area. As you preface the whole thing with, there's no like right. This is absolutely right, or this is absolutely wrong. Because look on the on the corporal punishment thing, uh, you're spanking your kids because you're angry, or you've got a bad, you had a bad day. I mean, that's oh. child abuse, and oh. uh, we can't do that. And right. uh, on the flip side, if you're not even disciplining your kid whatsoever, I think that's a form of child abuse as well. I think so, that's a good
0: way to put it so I, I, yeah for
1: sure yeah so it's it's a tough one man i don't <laughs> i think we beat this one to death for now though
0: for now because uh i think it's a super super valid conversation that it's just so tricky that you got to just piece it together I, I agree not gonna i agree a to Z but the, in one conversation
1: it is so important what we're talking about right now yeah. because I mean and and we can see that we're as a at least here in this country we're struggling with our kids and what to do and yeah. remember these are the people that are going to be running our government when we're too old and so we need to I don't I think you we've done what? them a big disservice here
0: Other if- I want to, my intention is to get a child psychologist on here and have the same conversation after I put a few more pieces together. And I got, I think I have to do a lot of background checking on that because I know today you can get them coming from some different uh, ways of walks of life.
1: Big time, big time.
0: And I sure don't want somebody on here telling them, that they should you know force your boys to play with dolls and you know like that. <laughs> i
1: think uh, that there's a lot of that out there <laughs> there is there
0: is let's just lighten it up a little bit i didn't i didn't think to put a link to this i just made a quick note did you hear that about a about a week ago this story out of la of course this woman that's heading up food racism or food equality
1: you didn't hear about this no but i've been hearing a lot of things about this kind of stuff yeah go ahead so
0: she, oh so the something like the los angeles school district i think that los
1: angeles unified school district
0: yes they've been uh sharing her instagram posts which are all about food equality all food is created equal yeah quit the shaming because unless it's poisonous or so something ridiculous So, so so she's Trying to say that, you know, if you want to eat cookies and ice cream all day, every day, that's fine. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. If that's what you feel like. Well, somebody did a little search on her LinkedIn profile. And she, of course, is a representative for one of the largest food uh, companies that, that also owns Nabisco
1: and all these other sugar. All those factors. cookies. Yeah. yeah. All the cookie makers. but.
0: The, uh, <laughs> But the, of course, the Los Angeles school district would see fit to put that on their Instagram page. I
1: don't even these people are so upside down and backwards; it's hard to hard to tell where they're coming Amazing. from anymore. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. Well, you know, and we're seeing a lot of things uh, about food and world hunger. Yeah, Biden just uh, the other day had a big conversation about. About food, and uh, I think he's got an executive order out, or or something, to end hunger by 2030. Um, we, well, I think it, about that, I think you know. it's interesting that whole 2030 date is being used a lot. 2030, 20 we're going to own nothing. And
0: well, I think
1: China love it by 2030, and we're going to end world hunger by 2030. Go ahead.
0: China us so, so that they expect to be the world superpower by 2035 i think that
1: nah, maybe it's 2040 actually uh, Is that uh what um, made- yeah okay. so it's
0: made 2030 so popular. I'm sorry
1: it's it's um i'm sorry it's uh 2049 is their date that's the 100 year anniversary that the communist the chinese communist party came into being so that's when they want their uh their their world power to happen interestingly on this is that it's 100 years right uh the 100 years before that they call the 100 years of humiliation and that and, and that and and this is
0: well i think i lost you. Guys, I'm gonna assume that Merle's connection is gone. And I guess we'll just wind this up. I did want to share something that I thought was quite touching. And this is I thought very touching. Uh, this passenger on southwest flight is surprised by cabin crew as they announce she's cabin free. So today's flight. We have a passenger who's
1: headed to Hawaii with us today to celebrate. Her victory over late-stage breast hey. cancer. Woo! Uh, you, you got me early on that one. She fought uh,
0: valiantly
1: and is now cancer-free. Hey, Please join me yeah. in giving our uh, general
0: hold on a round of I am sharing a, a video about a woman that is with her friends, uh, on her way to Hawaii as a celebration that she just got declared cancer free after battling breast
1: cancer. For oh my gosh.
0: Oh, it's so touching. Oh my God. But I did just realize that since I don't have my regular equipment with me, you're probably not really hearing that well.
1: Oh, I heard that really well, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah.
0: Let's just finish it up. It's a second. <laughs>
1: everybody's big
0: family
1: out there welcome aboard congratulations oh boy oh boy oh boy oh (sighs) it's
0: yeah i say it's hard to hard to watch it's not hard to watch it's hard to watch without being very very moved and you know that's what you would say the agape love is uh when you just are sharing in someone else's success like
1: yes yeah yeah absolutely gosh can you imagine i mean wow um i i have some people that i know that uh uh, have suffered with cancer and now are cancer or uh, they're in remission i don't know i guess you can be cancer free but or or in remission um but uh, what a terrible thing to have to deal with gosh
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: it's definitely the c word
0: so yeah i lost you there for quite some time um
1: uh, we were talking about the hundred years of humiliation. I was just oh. saying that they, they pumped all this opium in, and the Q dynasty at the time tried to stop it from happening. They actually had wars over this because mm-hmm. there was such profit in opium, and what it was doing was it was destroying this the, the the citizenry of of China. They all they wanted to do is smoke opium and hang out in opium dens. Yeah, and there they were no were,
0: hey, give these guys a whole bunch of fentanyl over there. That's
1: exactly that's yeah. why that's happening, and so many other things that have parallels that you could see what's there they're they're now going to turn that on the western world and we're seeing it it's uh it's actually very interesting but uh yeah, yeah world hunger it's one of those things that uh and we're we're also seeing um the synthetic food factories being um being put up at is breakneck it, speed uh, Bill is it, Gates, uh,
0: microsoft uh guy behind that
1: yeah bill gates, gates. is behind uh, a big uh, a lot of it they already have uh factories that have been built that are that actually uh, um, they're bug factories that uh they're they're actually making bugs that uh, can be used as food product and they they grow the bugs there or whatever that's actually happening right it sounds so crazy like that can't be happening it's well, happening
0: he's supposedly gonna have us all eating synthetic meat within like 10 years or something
1: yes yes and i mean i hate i the other thing that's been happening coincidentally at the same time is a lot of our food processing plants around the world have mysteriously caught on fire oh right Um, and uh gosh a plane flew into one in georgia a couple of months ago uh, a big one in paris the biggest one when actually is in paris and and that was destroyed by fire and so while uh, all these things are happening and talking about uh oh uh cows a lot of cows died mysteriously over the summer because of global warming oh. a lot of really crazy things going on right now well- i don't want to eat bugs barry i want my okay.
0: steak <laughs> i uh i um uh, did this a while back ago i we were talking about food factory fires before and i googled it before actually i use duck, duck for the mm-hmm. most part. good and uh just like last time instantly all kinds of stuff came on so this isn't bs people this is like easy information to find It doesn't seem like it's talked about a whole lot.
1: No, it's great. Food
0: food fact check. It's a fact check. Food processing plant fires in 2022 are not part of a conspiracy to trigger U.S. shortages. Now, who knows which side of the aisle these guys are on? It's rooters. So, could go either way. Um, I, well, when I looked up before, verdict false. Accidents and fires at processing plants are not planned. To intentionally create food shortages. Well,
1: but that, that, but that's beside the point. I think the article goes mean. on to say, yeah, there's been a whole bunch of fires at the processing plant, so well, here. They, they're only trying to say there's no conspiracy to do right. that. Which I don't know how they prove that because uh,
0: I know that's going to get political. It's going to yeah. come from a political side. Now, this one, I saw the listing of the fires.
1: It's unbelievable. The list. It's
0: unbelievable.
1: Yeah. There, there we go. There's all these fires. Look at that. Look at that. It, the, the list goes on and on and on. How can yes. you say there's that is that and that's never happened before? That's so this is just a coincidence. This is a coincidence. Come on, man. There's a lot of coincidences that are happening. How about Nord Stream one and two? Have you have you looked at that?
0: I, I have. So it seemed like we were accusing Russia of that, and then Russia was accusing us of that.
1: Right, right. Well, it's crazy because if you're Russia, I mean, you have to put yourself in Putin's shoes, right? I I think he wears a size six. He's a little guy. Uh, But uh, anyway why would you do that? Why would you destroy the only leverage you have over the Western powers? You wouldn't, that would be, you would want to keep that intact because he already closed it off, right? He was only working 20%. He already closed it off because of this whole thing that's happening with Ukraine. So, and he's got these guys in, in Europe on their knees because they're saying we're coming into winter time and we're all going to freeze to death. So he wouldn't destroy it and and then lose any leverage he has to negotiate with the Western powers. That doesn't make any, he's not a dumb guy. I mean, he might be crazy.
0: Why would the West do it?
1: Well, there's a, there's a good uh, reason for it. And um, let me just give you two things. Number one is, I don't know if you've seen the video back in February, our president was actually saying that if Putin were to invade Ukraine, that. Nord Stream 1 and 2 would be destroyed. <clears throat> so so he he put that out there. He had several people in his administration put that out there too. This was before the invasion happened. Now the invasion has happened. On the same day that Nord Stream 1 and 2 were damaged, and, and by the way, they're, they're saying seismic activity in the form of uh, what appears to be 100 kilograms of TNT is what caused these holes to appear. And it looks deaf definitely like sabotage. And, um, and 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 so on the same day, another pipeline was announced. This pipeline doesn't go through Russia. It goes through Denmark over to generally the same area where Nord Stream is. So it looks to me like the one was destroyed in place of another one that the, the Western powers have built. Uh, that all happened yesterday. Oh. And and so um we don't know what actually happened it looks like sabotage uh the blaming putin doesn't seem to add up uh the polish government immediately upon the discovery of this said that it was the united states and thanked the united states for it that was the polish president this is an outside of his waters by the way uh so This is now being viewed as a pretty huge event in the whole thing between Russia and the Western powers. And many are saying that this is a prelude to World War Three. We don't know that yet, but we also know that Putin was talking about, as you mentioned, uh, uh, nuclear attacks and things like that. And then within days of him saying that this happens, this could be a pretty humongous thing, and it seems extremely reckless if we if we were a part of uh, dismantling Nord Stream 1 and 2. Uh, but the, the replacement pipeline won't be, I don't think, is going to be ready anytime soon. So the Europeans are looking at, especially in Germany, are looking at a very cold winter coming up here. And uh, people can die that way. And I mean, the the a lot of what's happening today is reminiscent of what happened in 1939, right before World War II happened. Uh, also reminiscent of World War One, when uh, the Archduke uh, Ferdinand was assassinated, which uh, in Austria uh, or Serbia, which started World War One. Um, these are the kinds of triggers that happen here. So. Uh, it this is this is crazy time we're looking at right now
0: Mm, yeah it certainly is it's it's reckless i think you used that word
1: it is reckless it is reckless Uh, we should not and here's the other thing is as much talk as we have about global warming these days from our own administration if we indeed did sabotage that which the chances are good that we did there is a boatload of methane that's coming up out of that water right now, which is, as they say, the main cause of global warming.
0: They Uh, they, they know that's BS.
1: What's that? The the
0: environmental concern of it, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing is either either that's right or that's wrong. But uh, the fact is, is that it looks to me like, it's uh it this is all bs and this is an act of war which just happened which uh, that would mean the united states is directly uh um combating russia uh, uh that would be an attack by the united states on russia which is how wars great wars start
0: yeah i think our military just uh they're like biden you got us out of our forever war in afghanistan um we need
1: back in. Yeah, you, this all you, you've talked about this before, and I, I agree with you on this, Barry. Uh, I really believe in, you know, I, I've been studying the World Economic Forum, and and it looks to me like these very uber-rich people are very much involved with what's happening on both sides. Yeah. Uh, With Russia, Ch- China, the United States, the European Union, these, these guys are in the middle of all of that stuff, so... Uh, this is ugly it's a big web of a mess I don't have a lot of confidence in our own president to be able to I think he's part of it actually Um, I don't know how we get out of this Barry
0: no I don't either Merle Uh, I do have to wind up though I gotta get Mm -hmm.
1: going yeah
0: uh, final things that you wanted to uh, relay though
1: no, I think we talked about the 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 most important things. I I definitely wanted to uh talk about that Nord Stream thing because I as far as current events goes cuz I I really think that's the the biggest thing that's in the the news right now. Yeah. Uh you know, I I was going <laughs> to go into some of the things that are happening in California right now. My buddy just told me he's paying $7 per gallon for gas over there.
0: God Yeah,
1: it's craziness over there. But but anyway, as the world turns, right, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's going on. But, Barry, I got to tell you, it does feel like a lot of the things that have been perpetrated on this world over the past couple of years by some people that I don't think are good guys. I think their stuff has been discovered. And I really believe the foundation of what they're trying to build to control the whole world is is really uh, on flimsy ground right now and about to topple so i see good things in our future but i think we got to get through some some tough times in the short term before we get there
0: okay yeah yeah Agreed. agree all right buddy uh gonna get going gotta get uh get things ready get this out of here and uh, get back to my, my home
1: sounds good man hey it was really great catching up with you today bro. yeah you
0: too thank you so much have a good weekend
1: you got it bro all
0: right We'll